This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. So, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a planner. I know you know that. And one of the things in our business that I have planned really well, like I've really figured out the cadence of it, not everything, but one thing that I have figured out is this podcast and how I can be supported with it and how it works in a week and how I get to talk to all these amazing people. Um, it's been something that's that's really working. I've been practicing at it for years now and it's really working. And Every once in a while, there's a little blooper which happened this week. So our guest this week who was scheduled is my good friend, um, Alexia Vernon. You're going to hear from her actually next week now because we were able to move things around. Um, but we made a mistake and we created show notes and I recorded the audio from them from the wrong chat with her because she's coming back on a second time and we totally pulled from the old one and didn't notice till it was a little late. So we plan and things happen and we let go and we pivot. And we know that sometimes when we pivot, amazing things happen. And that is an example of what's happening today. I'm super excited. So I was like, okay, what can we do? And so I was thinking, okay, we're heading into summer. What was happening last summer? And I remembered that we had this amazing experience here at Plan Simple that we called camp. And then we later packaged it up because it was so good and called it the pause, which is really why we created camp. So last summer, the energy was, I don't know if you remember this, but it, we thought that COVID was done and we were all excited to get back out into the world. And we had had these two, I guess, or a year and a half at that point, pretty intense years, most of us, that were hard. We might have been sick. We might have um, had family members who were sick. Hopefully we didn't lose somebody, but I know people in this community did. We educated our children in new ways. We worked in new ways. Like everything was so different. And in my experience, and with all the people that I got to work with and had the privilege of working with, we really changed and evolved and became the next version of ourselves, which we're always doing. But I feel like in that time, we, we amplified it. We did it. We did it more than usual, more consciously than usual. 
And then this moment happened last summer where I started noticing within myself and in people around me and in clients how easy it was to just forget who we had become and just want to be back out in the world. And so when we did camp, we did it with the intention of creating a pause and really focusing on things that we don't always focus on, like our bodies and how we're navigating the world in our bodies and money and how we want to do that differently as women and in this new phase of our lives and how we want to mother more intentionally. So each day had a theme. And as I just mentioned, one of the themes was body. And we had so many great conversations on that day. Um, We'll link in the show notes to one of them. But one of them was with Kiana, who really helped us to figure out how to navigate the healthcare system, navigate our health insurance. That one was so helpful for me. And we had the amazing Dr. Anna Kabeca on to talk all things hormones. And that is what I'm going to give you today. Now, I think one of the reasons that I hadn't done this before is, well, first of all, many people upgraded and paid for this product. Um, and But as I was thinking of a few to put on the podcast, this is one of the ones where we really had fun with the summer camp analogy. Um, so it didn't always make sense to put up, but I'm finding that right now we're in summer and I love this summer camp analogy, but I just don't want it to confuse you. So I asked Dr. Anna on because for me and my experience of summer camp as a teen, it's where I got a lot of information. Um, I It's the first time I shaved my legs was at summer camp. It's where I started seeing other girls, you know, younger and older than me, getting their periods. It's where I could ask questions. Um, it's where, you know, girls in our cabin, we would talk about, we would read books that our mothers didn't let us have about sex. And it's just where I learned a lot about my body as, as a woman, um, in my teens and information that I didn't necessarily have. So I was like, what's the equivalent of that? As I was setting up camp last summer, I'm like, what's the equivalent of that now? And I think there's a real parallel because as many of us didn't learn all these things um, when we were teens, maybe, um, I, I laugh every day at how much my teens know, how much more they know than me and how much we talk about that in our house. Um, but I don't know a lot and I didn't know a lot as I was heading into my 40s about what was happening to my body and my hormones and what perimenopause was like and what menopause will be like. And I just didn't understand all the pieces. And so Dr. Anna, she's like our our, our 40s, 50s, 60s girlfriend at camp who's going to teach us all the things. And I'm super excited for this conversation. But just so you know, that's why the summer camp analogy comes through this one um, very strong. So just know that. The other thing I want to tell you about this one is that if you head on over to the show notes, plansimple.com this time, there will be the video, like we'll place the video into the show notes um, because Dr. Anna does refer to a visual. And if you want to just go check out the visual, we will also put it on Instagram today at plansimple.co. So you can check out the Instagram. On Instagram, you can check out this visual because it's a really helpful thing to see. It's a chart of what's happening with our hormones over the years. And it's really cool to see so we can understand what's going on. And you'll see that this really 
um, is enlightening, not only about how we can feel better in our bodies, but how we're navigating relationships right now. Um, and what's happening if you have teen kids right now, how their hormones and our hormones are sort of at play or maybe at contrast to each other. So there's so much goodness in this episode. So I believe that when I get on with Dr. Anna, she introduces herself, but I just want to tell you that she is an amazing woman. She's a best-selling author many times over. I'm putting this episode live today because she has a new cookbook out called Menu Pause, which is gorgeous. It is on the way to my house right now, and I cannot wait to dive into it. Um, And so stay tuned because I will share some of my favorites for sure as well over on Instagram. Um, She's a bestselling author. She's been on you know, every news outlet in, in written form and on TV. She's just dedicated her life to this message of what it's like to be in our bodies in after 40. And she's a, a gynecologist by training. And she got into this work because even as a trained medical professional, she didn't understand her body when she hit the space. So Really, I don't think there's any better place that we can be right now if this is information that you're excited to learn about. All right. One more announcement is that we have opened up a small cohort to come into Flow 365. It's a really great time to get into planning, um, to really understand how planning can help in all seasons, including helping you relax Um, during the summer and really lean into the life that you're wanting to create and use this season to feel ready for the fall. So if you're interested, if, if you're, you know, feeling a little antsy this summer, you're not sure what's next. Um, you could use some support. Maybe it's around hormones in your body. Maybe it's around building a business or finally decluttering your home. We talk about all those things, all the things that as a woman we would want to make time for. We cover those. Um, it's not like we cover them. It's not like knowledge. The podcast is where we're having conversations. Flow 365 is where we're showing up and doing the work and getting support to actually move our lives forward. So if you want one of those slots, um, go to plansimple.com. You can see how you can grab yours. If you have questions, just shoot us an email, mia at plansimple.com. Happy to answer any questions. Um, and I'm super excited to see who shows up. All right, let's get the amazing Dr. Anna on the show. I'll talk to y'all soon. Oh my gosh, Dr. Anna, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here today. It is great to be here with you, Mia. Thanks for having me. All right. So my analogy for Dr. Anna being here is like me as a 12 year old at camp, looking up to my counselors being like, what's next? Like, what do I do? How do I shave my legs? What happens when I get my period? And I feel like Dr. Anna is like the grown up version of that for all of us here today, (laughs) because I feel like you know, when I hit 40, I was just like, I I had no idea what was going down with my body. And there was a moment when I was just like, Oh, my gosh, I think this is how it's just going to be this must just be age. And then, you know, thank goodness, I have amazing friends, including Tess, who's here teaching us cooking today. And, you know, enough people were like, Oh, no, 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 like, it, you know, 
this is, this is a phase. There's different things you can do, like all the tools. And I feel like you just know so much about this phase that I just can't wait to unpack it all with you. Well, I'm definitely excited. And I love how you talk about that. Like we're at, we're back at camp thinking, okay, this is adult camp. How do we now go from, you know, like our twenties, thirties into our forties, fifties, sixties, and beyond to live this great life. So this is our huge transition period. And honestly, it's a good analogy, you know, in our early teens, our periods are just starting our bodies changing. And this is what's happening now. It's our, our bodies changing. Our cycles are different. Our, you know, our skin is different. We're feeling the these changes and we want to know, am I losing my mind? And, or, you know, is, is this going to go on forever or, you know, and then ultimately like, how do I just breeze through? I would say we just need to breeze through menopause into our second spring and the Japanese call use the word, didn't really have a word for menopause, but they call this time of life, konenki, which means second spring. And I like that. So let's have the second spring. We're in camp and we're getting ready for like, we're in our second spring. We're going to make like, no matter what, first spring, second spring. And gosh, can it even be better? Yes, it can. Oh my gosh. All right. So where to go from here? So will you take us to the... Will you just like, will you normalize a little bit like the beginning of all this, just so that we can, uh, like, I just feel like so often I hear, you know, I'm foggy. I'm just feel so tired all the time. Like I can't get rid of this 20, like, we're just so frustrated. I feel like with our bodies at this certain moment, (laughs) this certain point. And so will you just normalize what's going on and just explain to us a little bit what's actually even happening to our bodies, like science class, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, no, happy to actually, let me just show you a side because because this slide is a really great visual of depicting what is happening to our hormones, a little bit of an exaggeration, but a a, a real depiction of how our hormones shift over time. And when we're talking about our hormones, for the most part, we're talking our reproductive hormones. Let me tell you, these reproductive hormones follow cues from major hormones. And those major hormones, I'll get into more later, but our cortisol, our stress hormone, insulin, our blood sugar regulating hormone, and our play fun love hormone, which is oxytocin is the crowning hormone. So I would say, you know, I studied, I, I spent decades of my life and my prime years and OBGYN residency studying these reproductive hormones, but the master hormones have another level of control. And we'll get into how we really manage them to transition and and help our, and help our body's hormones. It takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. So this is interesting. I like that. Yeah, it absolutely does. And so like one of our peak hormones is progesterone. So you look at these wavy lines at the beginning, you know, that's like puberty. It's crazy. If you've raised teenage girls, kind of feels like that, right? And oh my God, I was about to say that chart literally explains motherhood right now. (laughs) Exactly. And it's such a cruel twist of nature to be going through perimenopause or menopause when our daughters are going through puberty. And yeah, it just should never have happened this way. So but um, true for me and uh, over and over. So our progesterone is one of that progestation pro 
life hormones. It is the hormone of pregnancy, but it does so much more. Progesterone is the hormone that helps our brain, keeps our memory strong. It's a natural, it's a natural anti-inflammatory, natural immune support. And it is that key hormone in the second half of our cycle that essentially prepares the uterus for pregnancy. So, um, so that is this really important progesterone. And I really feel like it is, it is so, you know, undervalued in our medical system because bioidentical progesterone is a really essential in the perimenopause and menopause and post-menopause. So this progesterone hormone starts to decline in our mid thirties, you know, a DHEA, yeah. which is one of our adrenal hormones. It's produced by our kidneys. Um, uh, the, the adrenal hormones, uh, Sorry, the adrenal glands sit above our kidneys. So if you put your hands in fist and just put them to your back bent, that's where your kidneys are. And you can just, you know, bang there and say, Hey, wake up kidneys. This good vibration. Actually, it's kind of fun. It feels good. So, you know, waking up the kidneys, waking up the adrenal glands, but you know, the DHEA and cortisol are produced a good amount from the from the adrenal glands. And this starts to decline in both men and women in our twenties. It really does. And that's also important for bone, sexual function, reproductive function. And that's a really big one. Estrogen starts to decline more, you know, after in our, in our early forties and, and beyond. And we get those fluctuations in estrogen, those highs and lows and that shift over time. And even though we're losing estrogen and progesterone, a lot of times we get these symptoms of estrogen dominance because progesterone has plummeted a lot faster because progesterone is predominantly produced by our ovaries. So when we get this deep decline in this neuroprotective mother hormone that all our other hormones are made from, including cortisol, all our other reproductive hormones plus our stress hormone cortisol is made from progesterone. So as women, we rely a lot on our ovaries. So as our ovarian function declines and our ovaries are producing less eggs, less hormones, we start to experience these symptoms and that includes PMS, premenstrual syndrome. That includes um, hot flashes and night sweats and that weight gain without doing anything different. Believe me, I know like that without doing anything different piece is a, a really important and important find. This is a physiological effect. You think, oh my gosh, what could I be doing different? Could I eat any less exercise anymore? And there's this hormonal shift that's happening and mood swings. And then of course the memory loss, brain fog, you know, the decreased libido, the sleep disturbances, waking up in the middle of the night, three or 4 a.m. thinking, I just feel like I just got to sleep, you know, or dragging yourself out of bed exhausted in the morning, not to mention tossing, turning, covers on, covers off all night, right? With those night sweats. And then the sexual complaints, the decreased um, libido, desire, vaginal dryness. Um, and of course, we can over a long time have the bone loss issues and and that relating to this, the shift and, and decline in, in these reproductive hormones. Now, what's really fascinating, and I love making this point because one of the things you said, that brain fog, right? And the reproductive, the gynecologic, the things that patients come in complaining to a gynecologist about, they're embedded in all these symptoms, but it's the irregular bleeding, the breakthrough bleeding, you know, 
having bleeding in the middle of your cycle when you shouldn't or spotting for 10, 12 days after and heavy, more painful periods, all of these symptoms that often bring a, a doctor to a gynecologist and ends up with, you know, an endometrial ablation surgery or birth control pills, right? And, and we never in the key thing is we have to address the underlying problems and we can fix those uterine symptoms as well as the neuro neurologic symptoms. So this is a period of neuroendocrine vulnerability, and we're losing a lot of good women during this time. We're- oh my gosh, a hundred percent. Yes. And you can see it, right? You can hear it, feel it. And then you can say, okay, it's not just age, it's physiology. Now, what can I do to balance my physiology, right? That's the key part. We can overcome. There's a natural component and there's an abnormal component. Add in some stress, physical, mental, emotional, relational, that's going to deplete your progesterone even more. So what have we seen in the last year? More irregular menstrual cycles, more you know, disconnect, relationship stresses. All of this is related to like this continue, this need to use progesterone to make life-saving cortisol. And that stress real or perceived is going to create a worsening effect of these symptoms. Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, yeah, that just makes so much sense to see it. Thank you for that visual. <laughs> it does. It helps. And then we can say, okay, well, you know, I always say physiology drives our behavior. So, okay, what's happening with our hormones? And hormones are chemical messengers, but beyond that, they're energetic messengers. These are energetic molecules that go beyond us, right? These are right. powerful hormones. And we've talked, we know about fear, fear. How do you say the word? Pheromones. Did I say that correctly? Pheromones, yes. yes. Pheromones, I think so. thank you, pheromones. Um, and, you know, we think about that, that just that kind of chemical sense that we have. Yep. I mean, that's that energetic component that of our, of our hormones. And the reason it's so hard for our medical system to help women in this time is because hormones are hard to measure. We just don't have accurate ways of measurement. Now we can get a good gestalt with blood measurements, urine measurements, you know, salivary measurements. I mean, all of these give us a piece of the puzzle that, you know, because they are energetic and because they fluctuate so much throughout the day, it's really important to be um, consistent when we measure them and understand, okay, what is, you know, what do we need to do to really work on balancing them? And first of all, knowing when they're out of balance. Well, I love that because that I was just going to wonder how to ask the next question <laughs> because I love the word balance because I think one of the things that we generally fall in as women just because of the systems that we've been raised in is this idea that we have to fix ourselves. So I love the idea that we're just balancing something out <laughs> that is just happening in our bodies. So I kind of like that metaphor. So you said something at the beginning, which is that at this time we can, um, you know, make the harder part go faster, I think is what you were saying so that we can get yeah. to the other side into this new spring. So should, are we ready to go yeah. there? Or do we need to know more about what, why we're here? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Just this shift. Um, and, you know, I think it's it's making this shift and making this transition smoother. And that is really empowering hormones. Now talking about fixing, my first book is The Hormone Fix. <laughs> it's the hormone fix but it takes more than hormones to fix your hormones. Yeah. And so, so let's talk about what we need to do to really achieve this balance. And balance is a, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, it's a continuum, right? It's constantly like this. It doesn't mean you're like this. Oh gosh, that would be boring if our lives were like this, right? Just even, feel, you know, no highs, no lows. And we've got to have that, that, you know, that good fluctuation in our lives so that we can expect, embrace, and, you know, also embrace this transition in perimenopause and menopause. Now it can be from 35 to 55, 35 to 60. I mean, women have a range of times, you know, when they're going through and for some women, it can be very simple. And for others, it can be very, very problematic. I have women in their seventies who have been having hot flashes since their forties and we'll like fix that in a couple of weeks. The, and because we address the underlying reason for those symptoms. And that's really important to understand. So like, if we look at how did, you know, I always go back to, um, you know, how did traditional societies handle this? How were women, you know, um, how did women transition without all our bioidentical hormones and all our supplements and all, right. all these things that we do? And it becomes this culture. There's a cultural component, certainly. And we look at that in the blue zones. In the blue zones, people are living in their second spring into their hundreds, right? Right. And that's that's really cool. So studying those blue zones and what they've done, specifically what women did through menopause in those blue zones, how did that, you know, how did that add quality to their life? And it's all those longevity factors, like a happy, healthy marriage, a strong faith, active physical activity, and a loving community, a community that cares about you and you that care about the community, the the fact that you're giving, you're participating. And I love that. That is, those are key components. So, huh, how does that play into our, our progesterone and our estrogen and our testosterone and our DHEA? How does it play into all these hormones? And, um, and this is really, this is kind of a part of a part of my story. When I, I went through early menopause at 39, and I was infertile and diagnosed, you know, with infertility failed the highest doses of injectable meds that led me on a journey around the world phase one of my recovery, let's say, and I looked for answers. And as a result of that, because my medical doctor's bag, my Emory University, OBGYN residency, one of the best in the world. My doctor's bag was empty. I couldn't do anything to help me. And yeah. And so this journey around the world helped me go from early menopause and infertility to completely reversing that and getting pregnant and having a beautiful, healthy baby girl at age 41. Wow. That's amazing. It is amazing. And it opened my eyes and also filled my doctor's bag with other tools. And then at age 48, I'd been experiencing a lot of stress, a lot of PTSD from a trauma in our lives. And um, I started declining again, getting all those symptoms I just mentioned, the brain fog, the, you know, um, you know, forgetfulness, the mood swings, the irritability, like the a, a patient of mine said to me, Dr. Ann, I feel like a monster comes out of me every once in a while. I just hate that. And I'm like, yeah, I totally get it. Right. Like, and, and it adds a lot of guilt and shame. Like, why am I, this isn't the woman I want to be for the rest of my life. Right. 
And so it's all these physiologic changes, but there was also that weight gain without doing anything different. Now I've been well over 240 pounds at one point in my life, lost those 80 pounds, kept it off for near over a decade. And then this 20 pounds overnight, seriously, without doing anything different. Now, let me tell you, Mia, that's my story. And it's so true. And when patients as a young doctor, as a young OBGYN, when a patient would come in to me talking, telling me, Dr. Ann, I'm gaining 5, 10, 20 pounds without doing anything different. I'd be like, sure, you're not, you know, like, sure, maybe you're not moving as much. Are you driving through? Do you have a Snickers bar in your bag? You know, I mean, yeah. what's going on, right? And so just paying, but of course I did the workups to figure it out. But, you know, when it happened to me, it was like, whoa, I mean, seriously, not doing anything different. Plus, at that point, I was a single mom, had, you know, two teenage daughters and one, we one in elementary school, another one out of the house. And so, you know, brain fog. I mean, if you guys have had teenage girls, manipulation, anyone? <laughs> right? I mean, they I, have, I have three away. teenagers right now. Only two of them are girls, but there are three. <laughs> so you got to be clear. You got to be clear, yeah. calm and collected, right? You really yes. Do. 100%. And as a, as a mom in general, let alone, you know, and running a business. And there's more, more pieces to that amazing story. But as a result of that, it made me look, okay, well, what, what else do I need to do now? Cause now there's other hormones that are changing because my reproductive hormones, I'm a bioidentical hormone specialist have been for over a decade where they were dialed in. So what else is going on here? Thyroid was dialed in. So it made me look at, okay, what's physiologically changing beyond that? In my um, I, in my second book, Keto Green 16, I talk about the 13 weight control hormones that are shifting, I mean, beyond our reproductive hormones, you know, they mm. definitely play in, but here are these other hormones. So now we have to manage, number one, the biggest factor in, in my life at that time was stress and PTSD, even though I had it together, I thought, because the constant dragon under the surface, that is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, that trauma is continuing to rear its ugly head, that constant cortisol um, secretion, then there's the the, um, protective mechanism that our body puts in, our brain nervous system puts in to say, okay, cortisol, this chronic stress, like perceived stress, you know, pandemic stress. I mean, that daily- I was about to say, I mean, uh, if, if anyone's like, well, I don't have that pretty much, I think everybody has that right. This exact moment, everyone has PTSD because we've just been through a huge trauma. Yeah. And we want to convert PTSD to post-traumatic growth, right? We're going to be resilient and then post-traumatic growth, right? This, this elevation above that. And at this time, you know, as a a workaholic, right, burning myself out, single mom of uh, four daughters and, you know, like that, I didn't, you know, I didn't address that cortisol. I just kept running on it. Right. And so the protective effect of the nervous system, the paraventricular nucleus in the brain will shut down, slow down that production cortisol is going to fry you out. It's the most acidifying hormone in your body. Think of acidity, like a new, like New York city, uh, industrial concrete 24 hours a day on the go. A, a cortisol is an, is a, um, 
catabolic hormone. It breaks down your body. It breaks down your bone, your muscle. It will take, it will rob Peter to pay Paul to do what it needs to do. That is cortisol. I mean, it's necessary acutely, but over the long haul, it's destructive. Look at our presidents and first ladies over four years in office, let alone eight years in office. And you can look at Clinton, you can look at Obama, you know, just look at their, their grayness and their wrinkles that happens over that time. It's a rapid aging. That's cortisol. That's daily stress, right? That is daily stress. And so you look at that and think, okay, well then when cortisol is low and is being suppressed, when cortisol goes up, oxytocin goes down. And then when cortisol is being suppressed as a neuroprotective, as a um, protective measure on our body, oxytocin is still low at that point. And so you get these feelings of disconnect. You get these feelings of like, I, I know I love my husband. I love my kids. I just don't feel love for them. I know I love my work. I just don't feel love for, you know, I just don't love it anymore. I'm feeling burnt out. Like I don't even want to go in and women in this perimenopausal state right now across, you know, our country, let alone the world, if we're in this perimenopausal state, our protective progesterone hormone, that neuroprotective hormone progesterone is being depleted. And we're in the state of low oxytocin, low cortisol. Women are leaving their beloved fresh, you know, professions in groves right now. They are like, I'm not going back to work, not going back into the office. There's a physiologic reason for that mindset. So physiology drives. Oh, interesting. And then we can use our behavior to fix our physiology. This is the really important gem. And so as I realized in this, in this stage of my life, when I was having all these neurologic issues that weight gain, again, having been well over 240 pounds, you know, like you don't, if you start gaining weight and you're like, I'm not doing anything different, like, would I be 300 pounds before this weight gain stops? Like what's going on? And that's where I went really strong on a carbohydrate restrictive ketogenic diet, which I was familiar with because my oldest child has seizures and I used it in, um, and, and I, and so I, you know, I use the ketogenic diet in my patients with neurologic symptoms. And so that keto, the ketogenic component was really critical to, to help me, I thought to lose this weight and, and, um, And this is way back, oh gosh, in 2014, 15. And so I, um, started feeling not like keto flu. I mean, like I could manipulate that, but I was feeling keto crazy. Like I hit a wall and I was like, what's going on? And then I started checking my urine pH and ketone, something a functional medicine doctor will tell you to do when we're putting you through a detoxification program, check your urine. We want that urine pH alkaline because of the health benefits associated with an alkaline urine pH. And we want all your detox pathways open when we're detoxing you. Well, very cool was that when I checked my urine pH, it was as acidic as the pH paper would read. And, and ideally we have a urine pH of seven above seven. So above seven is alkaline below seven is acidic. Well, the pH paper only read to five and mine was definite could have been three, I have no idea, but just acidifying diet. And that was an aha moment for me. No wonder I don't feel good. I'm not at home in my body. Like what, you know, like, and you know, what's going on here, but very quickly, I realized, okay, let me add in all the alkalinizers I can. I drink my shake, my mighty maca superfood combination. And 
increase that three, four scoops a day. I added all the like kale soup, beet greens, you know, Swiss chard, broccoli sprouts, all the cruciferous vegetables to help with hormonal estrogen detoxification. So all these alkalinizing low carbohydrate foods. And I started to feel a hundred percent better. The weight started to slip off. And what I noticed during that time, Mia, because I, in my book too, I, I give keto green detoxes and diet plans but what the lifestyle component is huge when it comes to regulating these key hormones. So when I would walk on the beach in the morning or do my gratitude journaling, my urine pH was more alkaline all day. Because oh, cool. I love that. So cool. I mean, these are like, and in camp, the play that you're doing, the, the, um, what you're teaching here, the activities you're encouraging, what you're teaching, you know, the green smoothie and the, you know, good plate of, of greens and things like that, the alkalinizing, but the activities that you're having fun, you're bringing a community together, you're laughing together, that increases oxytocin. So I said, cortisol is the most acidifying hormone in our body. Oxytocin is the most alkalinizing hormone in our body. And that's that healing hormone. That's why it's an anti-aging hormone. It improves our muscle strength, our longevity, our skin, our complexion, our hair, all these good things is ox in relationships. That's oxytocin. So when you do something like gratitude journaling, walking on a beach, being out in nature, you know, doing things you love, enjoy painting, that's going to increase your oxytocin. That's going to overpower the stress. So that physiologic shift is what was game changing. It is absolutely game changing. So getting into a ketogenic state, using fat for fuel over glucose and getting into an alkalinizing, really nutrient, nutritionally dense, um, uh, nourishing state. So that alkalinizing state, mind, body, and spirit, that combination, I call it keto alkaline or keto green. It's, it's game changing. It is game changing. And because we manage cortisol and the whole low carbohydrate, that's going to create insulin sensitivity, that second major hormones. And then we empower oxytocin women within two weeks, no more hot flashes, no more mood swings, losing as much as 11 pounds and, and you know, and just feeling at home in their body again. It's just a beautiful, it was an amazing discovery for me. That's why I'm shouting it out to everyone there. Gosh, oh, yeah, I you love guys got to listen to this. Yes. I almost made you repeat that again and you just did. So thank you because <laughs> I didn't even have to ask of just the idea of being at home in your body because I think that's what's that, like at this point, it's like almost like we want to just like divorce our body or walk away from our body or just, you know, separate from our body. And it's really that we have to come home and like be with her and take care of her. And, um, that really helps all of this. Cause you're, you're basically saying a lot of things that to some people might sound like overwhelming things that they're adding into their life. And that's not how it plays out. It plays out in this really nurturing, you're making a home for your body yes. and not to-do list items. So I love that. All right. So Dr. Anna, can you, so you keep mentioning keto green, which is fascinating and, um, very similar, I think to what we're learning, how we're learning to cook with Tess. True. Cause I mean, I met you through Tess. So I'm assuming it's like, Oh, complimentary. <laughs> we, we definitely have synergies and intersections for yes, sure. Yes. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what this looks like. What are, what, what, how, what are we putting into our body that is making these transformations? 
so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So like part of, like part of it is this, the dietary, you know, or the dietary changes and we'll give you guys an, uh, a way to calculate that yourself. Yep. And it's a keto calculator that I created and it's called, it's at dranna.com forward slash. And we'll put, we'll put it just below. We'll have a, there'll be a, you'll see a big button okay. right below this video. Great. Yeah. Dranna.com forward slash keto calc. And that, um, will give you kind of a day in the life. Like what does a day in the life look for a, a woman based on your age, your activity level. I mean, there's no keto calculator like it, right? So we just want to, and what does the day of menus look like? And so for example, you know, you can be an omnivore keto green and you can be a vegan keto green. So I've created both plans in my second book, Keto Green 16. The biggest thing that I have my clients do, there are two really key components to a keto green diet. And, you know, let's say three. First is test, don't guess. I want you to check your urine pH and check your ketones because you can think you're eating a ketogenic diet. You can think you're eating a lot of healthy greens and you, your body's not responding. Your body's not responding. So that lets us do our Nancy drew detective work on. Okay. This is going to be a really dumb question, but we're at camp, which is why we get to ask these questions. I feel like camp is where I understood the difference between a pad and a tampon. So now I'm going to ask you like, how do you test your pee? Like what, how, what does that even look like? So you, there are urine test strips that you can get from any pharmacy pH strips and there okay. are ketone strips. I have my keto pH strips that have both a pH pad and a ketone pad. And you just check your urine. Like when you go to the doctor, you give a urine sample, they dip it with a test strip. Oh, okay. And so that's what we're, we're testing. A couple of things that we test is pH and ketones, but often, and you know, we're not looking at that. We're looking, do you have an infection? You know, is there protein in your urine? We're looking, we're not focused on your diet and nutritional lifestyle in our intersection. So I want everyone to check because it is game changing when you know exactly what's happening. I've had tens of thousands of women do my programs and they're like, Oh, I don't really want to check my urine. I'm like, trust me. You will be so glad when you do. And as you see how your body responds to your environment, your mental state, your food that you're nourishing your body with, because sometimes a food sensitivity, as good as it can be, can be creating inflammation and acidity in your body. So test don't guess. That's number one. And my patients love it. My clients love it. I mean, after a while, they're like, oh, yeah, you were right. Okay. So trust me on this. Check your urine pH. You can just pee on the strip. Well, and one of the things I actually love about that is we do a lot of mindset work around here about the scale, which many of us women don't have such a good relationship with, but I do believe in some form of measurement. So I actually kind of like the switching of the, like, like let go of the scale for a little bit, like that will happen. And then just like, really like that feels more connected to the body that you're testing that. And and when you're burning fat over fuel, you're going to optimize your, you know, your cellular health. And I rather like, I would say, what's your healthy, happy weight? What's your happy weight? I want you to be happy and healthy. No better compliment than I can receive is like, gosh, you look happy. So radiant. I, I used to think I wanted someone to tell me, oh, it looks like you need a good meal. Like you're too skinny. You need to eat a good meal. No, I, I want that compliment is you're, you're healthy. You're happy. That's what we want. That's what we want. And that's what we'll achieve in this. So test don't guess, number one. Number two, we're going to intermittent fast. We're going to keep 13 to 16 hours between dinner and breakfast for women. And the earlier we eat, like by five, six, no later than 7 p.m., the healthier we'll be over time. And just keep 13 to 16 hours between dinner and breakfast. You can have herbal teas. For some of you can have coffee, but you want to avoid 
any um, like milk or cream or that kind of stuff in your coffee or tea. And that means no snacking before bed. No, you know, and you know, depending on what time you're going to sleep is just hydrating when you wake up, you know, with water detox, let your body flush out the toxins. It's been so hard at work releasing overnight. I mean, game changing difference and really does improve insulin sensitivity, blood sugar control, memory, mood, and motivation game changing. And then the third thing is no more snacking. Oh my gosh. Now I get a lot of kickback on this because we hear three meals, three snacks. The perimenopausal, menopausal, postmenopausal woman does not need to snack on rare with rare exception, you know, our elite athletes, et cetera. But let me, if you've got adrenal fatigue, any other, whatever I can, you can live on two or three meals a day and you will thrive in this condition. So no more snacking that snacking creates insulin resistance. And so we naturally are becoming more insulin resistant as we get older. And is one of the main reasons women have two to three times as much Alzheimer's as men. The second reason is men have 10 times as much testosterone as women that converts to estrogen, which is necessary for our our brain to use glucose as a fuel. So our brain will use glucose as a fuel or ketones as a fuel, but glucose as a fuel, you know, gets is, is hormone dependent. So as our hormones are declining, what is, what is happening? Our brain starving, we're getting brain fog, memory loss, dementia, right? These symptoms switch to a keto green diet using ketones for fuel. Those are fat molecules for fuel, fuel, because we're not in, in, we're not consuming so many carbohydrates, And that's not hormone dependent. And so, you know, so then we get clear, the brain fog lifts. I hear it over and over and over again, add in some bioidentical progesterone to that. And it's like, I'm, I'm just in a new world. Can you give us a, like a loose, like, obviously you have a whole book full of like days of stuff and we'll, and so, and we'll lead everybody towards that. And will you just give us like a, a high level, what, what a day looks like? Like I'm, I'm yes. starting, I'm making breakfast at this time. I'm having this and I'm having like just high level day. Yeah. So I would say always break fast with a keto green meal. So a low carbohydrate, and that could be like smoked salmon with capers, red onions on sauteed spinach drizzled with olive oil, healthy, high quality protein and greens. That's going to feed the microbiome, the bacteria in the gut. So we want that, that vegetable diversity too. And, you know, be really special to add a little side of kimchi or some fermented vegetable to really help feed your, your gut bacteria at that time. That's powerful because very low carbohydrate, your blood sugar is not going to go up and down. You're not going to be hungry in two hours. Another is a keto green smoothie, throw in like a keto green, like protein, uh, like, so a zero gram sugar protein supplement can be collagen peptides can be one of mine and add in like a half avocado, a teaspoon of coconut oil and a handful of greens in there. Whatever you got celery. So it's like green protein fat is kind of like the, that's what we're looking at. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And and, and so, what, what is the timing of that? So I'm just trying to like, I think actually you're, I think a lot of times when people think of intermittent fasting, they're actually thinking of a shorter window and it's a little bit panic invoking, but your, yours is actually kind of generous. Yeah. Yeah. True? I mean, really what I've seen is like, 
you know, 13 to 16 hours works really well. For me, it's mostly 16, sometimes, sometimes longer. Sometimes I fast for three days at a time. So there's, you know, a difference, but I found that most women do really well when they break fast at 10 a.m. Okay. On your lifestyle. So like eating dinner by seven, breaking fast at 10 a.m. And you, you know, you can do it like at that time and then have a, you know, a keto green lunch or dinner. Now for many people that have been doing my programs for a while, they're on average doing two meals, maybe, you know, two meals and a very light one in between, or, you know, rarely do we need three meals, but yep. you know, we're on vacation, traveling, all those things, but you'll find life is a lot simpler too at two meals a day. And so like a keto green dinner, say at five, five o'clock, you know, in the evening, you could eat, um, a, piece of steak with asparagus and a bit of, I, I love sauteing green, especially if you're having any small intestinal bowel overgrowth issues, you really want to watch the, the amount of raw um, vegetables you put in. So sauteing, um, you know, like a cauliflower soup, you know, I, I love a cauliflower leek soup. It's one of my recipes in my next book coming out. And that's just so Oh, that's a wonderful, that's a wonderful accompaniment to, you always want to have a good healthy protein, healthy fats, and, you know, some alkalinizers, whether it's herbs, spices, or a bed of greens. And so that's another one fish like, okay, and this is a total selfish question, because everyone listening is not vegan, but I happen to be. <laughs> so yeah. what happens to what happens with the protein piece in that is the protein piece important in your world? Yeah, it's very important because yeah. it's important for muscle development. So in like some of the vegan recipes yeah. that we have, like you could do a cauliflower steak with olive oils. You could do, um, we use, um, different types that you could do chickpeas as your protein. You yeah. Could do okay. So you do have beans. That, I guess yeah, that was a question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nuts and seeds and nuts and seeds and beans. Really, yeah. yeah. Really good. And then my protein powder is vegan too. So it's a rice, pea, nuts and seed blend. So again, zero gram sugar. The hardest thing for vegans is the amount of carbohydrates, but with, yes. you know, vegetarian foods, your body will digest those pretty well. And so getting into a fasting state, if you're staying on the lower glycemic side, it's really beneficial. And just looking at the amounts of those um, proteins, it's, you know, uh, you want to make sure you're getting enough and that you're getting enough healthy fat. And that is, you know, definitely a shift and can really feel that balance in hormones and decrease in inflammation. All right. So I feel like in, like if we were at camp, if we were like in, in real camp, which yeah. someday we will be, by the way, like someday I'm renting out a camp and there's just going to be a lot of women in cabins and it's going to be so fun. Um, but since we're all sort of in our own world, I feel like if we were in real camp, somebody right now would be like, oh my gosh, I did this and I did this and I did this. So will you tell us some of the, the stories? Like if we were sitting around a campfire that people would be telling us right now about yeah. how this really shifted their life. Yeah, definitely. So I think of one of my clients, her name's Tracy, and she's lovely. She started me virtually in my magic menopause program in her mid 50s, say 54. And the thing is, she was just feeling sluggish. She was feeling like, you know, her and her husband were roommates and she had brain fog. She wasn't enjoying her usual activities and just feeling really burnout. And 
aging, right? And so getting into this keto green approach, focusing on things that increase oxytocin, right, as well as getting into a ketogenic lifestyle, keto green lifestyle, the healthy way, she started to feel like amazing. She said, you know, I've had, um, she goes, one of the first things I I was going out into our farm out with the horses again, riding again. I hadn't done that in years. And she says that every time that she goes off the wagon, so to speak, she knows right away when she doesn't feel like going out onto the farm. She doesn't have the energy to do that. And not only that, that, isn't that great? I mean, I think that's such an important thing. Like, why aren't we doing the activities we love? Because we're exhausted. We're, you know, tired Our, you know, we're, we're like congested in a way, right? We're clogged up so to speak. So when you open these pathways physically, energetically, then you're like, you're, you're out there, you're more inclined. And not only that loving in relationships, so better sex life, better intimacy. And I think we have its own challenges in our sex life as we get older because of these hormone changes, but believe me, I've got fixes for those too. <laughs> I so can't wait to hear that's that. <laughs> one of the cases. But physically what we saw too with her, Mia, is that her inflammatory markers decreased and her blood sugar markers decreased. So she had less inflammation, better blood sugar control and higher quality of life. I mean, it's, these aren't things I can write on a prescription pad or right. I can't get these results with a surgical procedure. So this is that game changing. This lifestyle is how we're designed for tens of thousands of year, how our body is designed to live the second spring of our life. I love it. And I love the way you're framing it because it's a tough, um, you know, I actually wrote a book about food, but stopped talking about food and like actually delved more into the lifestyle area because it's a really complicated space. And I love that you're a doctor prescribing it because there's so many systems that have just like kept us small by kept keeping us focused on our weight. But the way that you're talking about it, it is like nurturing, it's like taking care of ourselves. And so I think there's definitely just like a shift that we have to make in consciousness as women that like, this isn't about me looking good for X, Y, and Z, or looking like I was when I was 20. Like, this is me coming home to my body. And there's all these things that are in my power to stay like strong and vibrant and happy during this time. And, and almost it's like the other way, when the other way wins, you know, that was making us lose the weight to look good in the jeans for the, whatever. Um, I don't know. It's, it's so, it's so cool. And I just, but I do think it's a shift in our mindset, right? Like, yeah, it's totally. And, and, and this has been my life, right? This has been my life. And yet there's, and down cycles. I'll share this with you because I think women in the audience can relate. Maybe you face something like a cancer diagnosis. Maybe you face something like a diabetes diagnosis or, you know, a, a depression diagnosis. Anxiety. You're getting prescriptions for these things. Maybe you face something like this and you think, you know, I'm kind of angry or gain. Oh man, so angry at my body for doing that. Right. So yes. angry at my body for allowing this cancer to take place. Well, you know, I live this keto green lifestyle and in even this coming out of the pandemic, traveling again for like, I was traveling for like a month flat and then family and vacation and more wine and more like foods that I never allow myself, right. Things that I, I restricted for a reason that, that don't show up in my menus and my books. Right. And then my body said, you know what? I'm going to give you shingles. And I got shingles. 
And I was like, whoa, how terrible. How am I at 54 now getting shingles? Like, wait, what? Like, I'm so strong and healthy. Like, I'm going, going, going. And I realized, and I got angry at my body. I'm like, how do I get shingles? My labs are beautiful, you know, but I had this time period between everything that was very high stress and gluttonous in a way. And when you're eating food sensitivities and you're, you know, cortisol, good stress or bad stress, that's, those are the keys that unlock the door to your protective mechanisms that are keeping you safe. The gate around, you know, your, your safety zone, right? And so it was very important for me to recognize, like, instead of getting angry at my body, because now I can't do my infrared hot yoga class here that I love (laughs) doing every day, right? And um, I was just like, okay, well, thank you, body for telling me this now, where I can do something about it. I'm not going to, you know, not going to rely on a pill or whatever else. I mean, definitely taking that antiviral for sure. But telling me this and showing me again that, you know, the, the way I've designed the keto green way I've designed is absolutely the right way. And it's not worth, you know, going off, at least not for an excessive amount of time, right? It's just not worth it. And understanding that running, running, running workaholism that so many of us do take care of family, take care of kids, take care of work, taking care of employees, taking care of all the, the demands that are pulled on you, that it can, it can, it had, there's a cost. So, you know, recognizing that and saying, okay, thank you body for that, you know, for that awareness. Thank you for showing me that. Cause that's hard, especially you see that weight going up the scale. You've had a diagnosis of something and you really like, God, I, I just hate my, do not. Thank you for showing me that there's a next right step I have to take. Thank you for showing me that I was on the right path to begin with. Thank you for showing me what my next right step is. And I think that's a huge mindset that each and every one of us listening through this transition in our lives is just essential to really, you know, to really be in tune and what that self-care really, really looks like. Oh my gosh. So, so good. And I I hope everyone really took that in because like, you know, the, the concept of this day really is body, but like in a loving way. (laughs) So I feel like I just really, and it's funny because last week I actually had a cancer scare. It ended up being a hundred percent negative, but in the course of 10 days, I really had to get myself from like being totally annoyed at my body, really mad at my body to like getting into love with my body and taking care of my body and being willing to do that no matter what was going to happen, you know, at the hospital yes. and diagnosis. So I think it's such important work to do. So thank you. You're welcome. All right. And, so and it is a huge shift. I would just say to Mia, because with that shift over the last couple of days with, you know, after that, that shingles outbreak within that shift of loving my body, the, you know, the virus stops spreading. Yes. And, wow. And that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful empowerment. That's what, yes. that's what our bodies want. Want us to accept and love, love it. It is the temple, the cathedral of our spirit. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. All right. So I'm so aware of our time because you're a busy person and I know you have a hard stop and it's camp. And the other thing that we sometimes talk about at camp is we are taught all the things about sex and kissing boys and all the things. (laughs) And so let's talk about that in this phase. So tell us, tell us, tell us what you've got on that. Cause I know that a lot of the work that we're doing on hormones helps us 
find happiness in that area of our life as well. And you're just going to give, I know a little bit of a glimpse, but maybe then we'll, we'll find ways to go find out more. Yes. Yes. And this is definitely a topic I'm I'm passionate about. I've been a sexual health expert since 1999. So I am passionate about this area and, you know, just keeping our most important real estate of our body, that is clitoris to anus, as healthy as possible for the rest of our lives. And not just about sex, but it's about bladder control, bowel control, comfort, you know, that just uh, this aspect of our body that's so powerful. So vaginal dryness is something that gets in the way with a lot of, of uh, relationships, whether we want to admit it or not. It is that if we have pain, discomfort, discharge after odor issues, anything like that, we're not going to want, right? And as much as I've heard women say, I just power through for my husband. We have mirror neurons when we're we're intimate, we have mirror neurons and he's going to pick up with it no matter what, right? And then women having vaginal dryness issues, men having erectile issues at the same time, we can fix all of this. It's not just about Viagra for men, right? For women, it's not just about biogenical hormones. There's, you know, uh, paying attention to this area is really, really important. So the incontinence that can start in thirties, I had four big babies. I experienced, you know, just in my early forties and embarrassing urinary leak when I was like gray sweatpants, right? In a gym, right. I mean, terrible. So that doesn't happen anymore at 54. So, you know, and the thing for me was what's natural that I can do that can help me. And there was nothing that, you know, I could do without a prescription pad or I could give my patients without a prescription. And so I created um, this product called Jolva, which is an anti-aging cream for the vulva, clitoris to anus. We don't want that clitoral area drying up either, right? Getting smaller. We don't want that shrinkage that happens if we don't address it and sooner the better. And there are 8,000 nerve endings to our clitoris. It is a pleasure zone that we can for the rest of our lives. And, um, and then not to mention tissue around, you know, vaginal dryness issues, prolapse issues and hemorrhoids and anal fissures and, you know, constipation issues. We can't, we have to heal those things. So using this balanced cream on clitoris to anus just makes a huge, a huge difference. And you can use it as a lubricant during sex too. Those natural changes that happen to the vagina is going to happen to every one of us unless we address it. So pelvic floor exercises and with something like Jolva and your doctors can also prescribe vaginal suppositories of testosterone and DHEA that can also help with uh, muscle strength and structure. But we have to address this area. And what's happened over time as I talk about this and, and you know, um, patients have been using this over 100,000 clients around the world that the changes from, you know, not being able to run because they were leaking to being able to jump on a trampoline all day if they wanted to, to having some of the best orgasms of their life, to going from, you know, roommates in their loving marriage to boyfriend, girlfriend again, and exploring each other. I have a woman in her 70s, and I wrote about her in, in, um, in one of my blogs, and she's 73, and she said, 
that she just made it a principle to be intimate with her husband just once a week. If it was not, it was non-sexual for a decade till she started using Jolva and then they were able to play and have intercourse again, but still they just made it a priority, whether you're having intercourse or not to have that physical intimacy, because that's such an, whether it's massage, touching, caressing, you know, uh, verbal love and communication, but that physical piece is so important. And she said it was just, it just transformed their relationship. And not only that, they planned trips, hiking trips, camping trips. I mean, they just had another lease on life and they hadn't done that for a decade. And that's the power of oxytocin. That's the power of the keto green lifestyles. We intertwine these two. It is creating this optimized, optimized life and, and function. I had, I was lecturing in, um, um, in Oregon before the pandemic. And I was giving uh, a talk on, on sexual health and intimacy and these reproductive changes that happen. And two women saw me in the, in the, um, a coffee line the next day and they came up to me and my daughters were with me because they were running my my booth and um they're like you know we have we have come to every one of these conferences for the last 10 years and we have been roommates for those 10 years our we leave our husbands at home and we come to this nutritional conference and and they said that last night was the first time we started talking about what our menopause was like what was our sex life like now mm. you know how is our relationship so we haven't talked about this and and you opened the door for us to have this conversation conversation. And I just said, that was so beautiful. And another woman came up to my daughter, one of my oldest daughters and said, you know, I went home after your mom's talk last night and I called my mom and I talked to her about what her, her changes were, what her body was going through. That's the first time in their lives they ever had a conversation like that. And that's what I want your campers to be doing. I want you to open up and have this conversation in, in a way that's vulnerable and authentic like we're having it here because there's no, there's uh, no one suffers in silence. Well, so, so let's, you know, we can release that by opening up communication and talking about it because there are solutions. And, um, and I want people to share that. And often just by having the conversation, it, it opens up a sense of um, it releases a sense of guilt, shame and um, lack of confidence that we have in our own bodies and abilities. So I want to encourage that. Thank you so much. And I, I love that because, you know, through shame, really all these things do end up like to-do lists. You know, they really are like these like half twos. Whereas if we're talking about it, if this is natural, if we're taking care of our body, it is, it really becomes self-care just by talking about it. So maybe that's our challenge for today. Maybe we, we go have a conversation with someone um, about some piece of this, this conversation and where our bodies are right now. Awesome. I love Thank it. you so much. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, so much fun. All right. You're used to those three doable changes at the end of every episode, right? Well, I have a surprise for you because this was kind of a surprise episode. I just want us all to focus on one doable change this coming week. So whenever you listen to this, whenever you're planning your next week, I want us to all focus on one thing. All right? This is what it is. I want you to practice for one week planning for your body. I'm going to say that again. I want you to plan for your body. 
So that means that when you're planning what the week ahead is like, when you're planning your meal plan, when you're planning what you're doing for work, when you're planning what's happening in your family, I want you to think like, is this serving my body? If no, how can I shift it? Even if I can't cancel things or not work or not do this thing for a kid, how can I add something in or create the space so that this will serve my body? What would happen if you planned your week in service of your body? What your body needs from you right now? Would you sleep differently? Would you eat differently? Would you drink differently? What if you ditched what you think you're supposed to do? And what if you treated your body like your best friend? If you were sitting down to plan the week with your best friend, my guess is that you'd be a lot kinder to her than maybe you are when you plan your week to your body. So I just want you to ask, what what do I need in this phase? What does my body need in this phase where I am right now? And so I'm hoping that this actually makes the planning process easier. So when you're thinking about what you're eating, you're starting with what's really going to help you. And as Dr. Anna shared in this show, sometimes that might be two healthy meals. Less to think about. I know you're going to probably still serve your family three, but what can you let go of in service of your body? Right? That's what I want the focus. That's what I want everyone's doable change to be this week. I'm super excited. Honor where you are, and we're all going to be in a different place on a different week. If it's your period, it's different than if it's you're ovulating. If you've just had a baby and you're recovering, it's different than if you have four teens and you're in the middle of perimenopause. Like it's all different. So this week you're going to honor your body and where your body is and just see what little shifts start to happen, right? This isn't about taking a break from your life. It's about putting your body in the center as you do your life. I will see you all on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today, between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day.